Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day. Another Britney Spears documentary. We've really, you know, I, I feel like we've taken the mantle of like Britney Spears wall to wall coverage. Seriously. I mean, listen, we are, we're easy. We're an easy target. The new uh, Britney Spears documentary, Britney versus Spears, came out yesterday on Netflix. And we, all three of us, had a chance to watch it on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, Holly Roberts. And uh, yes, we all got to put our eyeballs and our earballs on Britney versus Spears on the Netflix. Shall we do um, some initial, uh, our initial thoughts? Yeah. Would you like to go first, Bradley? Uh, well, I mean, okay. Going into the documentary last night, we'd been given a little bit of a taste of people's initial reactions, some of which most of the ones we talked about anyway were. Okay, there were two. Uh, seemed to be somewhat negative, right? Uh, in reaction to the documentary, so going into watching it last night, I had you know my spidey senses up or spidey defense. I don't know. I was I things was, were tingling. I was and just not being careful uh, and aware that that was out there, and then trying to not let that inform my reaction mm-hmm. but at the same time being aware that it was a reaction so i mean my takeaway is simply to say it wasn't horrible this is the britney versus spears not netflix documentary um is about an hour and a half long i do hear some of the criticisms we referenced yesterday i think there was a certain amount of reputation laundering that took place and by that i mean some of the people that were involved with britney spears that we've talked about over the years like sam lutfi participated in this documentary mm-hmm. in a way they haven't with any of the other sort of um, conversations about Britney directly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it put paints them in a more, I don't want to say empathetic or sympathetic light. It's just to say that they are represented in a way, they are centered in the story in a way that they haven't been before. Right. And you could see where people would think, like, this is just an attempt by Sam Lutfi, for example, a person who calls himself a former manager of Britney Spears, but by her own account, she was vaguely kind of friends with. Right. That's how Britney herself described her relationship with with Sam. You could see where he would, this was an opportunity for him to change people's image of him, because I think a lot of people have been negative on him, including but not limited to, of course, all the people in the conservatorship, but I think a lot of her fans as well. Same with people like uh, Jason Trawick, same with people like Kevin Federline. Mm-hmm. Now, they weren't directly involved, but they were highlighted in a way, yeah, spotlighted in a way that they haven't been up to this point. Um, and there were a range of other people. So to the criticism that this painted too kindly a picture of those people i i i hear that and i think it's somewhat valid but my main takeaway and then i'll shut up is simply to say 
this story told us a lot of the other stories around Britney or gave depth to the other people and players in a way that the other ones didn't. Mm -hmm. And because of that, you realize the focus for this one doesn't seem to be entirely on Britney herself. Right. It's the, it's these other people, which sure you could say that takes the focus off Britney and what's good for Britney and what Britney really thinks and what really happened to Britney and, you know, centering Britney. Sure. But I do think that in the grand scheme of things, it's important to look at the whole picture mm-hmm. of what was really going on. Cause nothing is like Britney's good. Everyone else bad. Right. That's like a easy narrative that's sort of been out there in some of these conversations we've had about these documentaries. And I think this, this helped dispel that, or at least give people the opportunity to look at a broader view from like 10, 20,000 right. feet of what was going on at the time that Britney's conservatorship came into being. Which actually I think we do need a reminder of. It has been many, many years and trying to put yourself back into the place where Sam Lutfi and Adnan Galid were part of her circle, her inner circle, and how um, that was part of what drove the conservatorship, or it seemed as though that was part of what drove the conservatorship, was trying to eliminate them from the narrative. That's what we saw at that time. But you do sort of need a refresher course in that. My critique of the um, of the documentary would be, first of all, and mainly, honestly, the way that they centered the two documentarians, Erin um, Lee Carr and the woman, I cannot remember her name, but who wrote Jenny for... Jenny Aliscu? I don't know if that's how you pronounce her last name, but... Who, that- Jenny Aliscu, who wrote for uh, Rolling Stone magazine and had done many features on Britney Spears. Yeah. Anywho, the two of them worked together. And and, and this is not to say that they didn't know their stuff. They absolutely did. But they made themselves characters in the telling of of the story of Britney Spears. And for me... What I what what I realized in stark contrast to that while watching it is the one story that matters the most right now that we cannot get access to is Britney's. And there's a lot of guesswork um, and pulling um, audio from Britney into the conversation to help give her a voice in telling her story. But there is no way to get Britney's side of the story right now. So right now what we're getting is there was some new stuff in a different, you know, which we were looking at from a different viewpoint in this documentary, Mm -hmm. but much of it was stuff we've heard in other documentaries, Mm -hmm. just packaged in a different way. And the, the voice that needs to be the loudest right now is Britney's. And we, that is just the one that we don't have access to. I will also say one last thing about Britney's reactions to the documentaries, or at least the supposed reactions of Britney to the documentaries. And what I mean by that is um, what we have seen on her Instagram in reaction to the three main documentaries that we've seen, Mm -hmm. Framing Britney Spears, Controlling Britney Spears, and now Britney versus Spears, which she hasn't, I don't think, put a commentary out about just yet. But if we are to believe whoever is the voice behind the Instagram, mm-hmm. she is not comfortable with these documentaries. But what I find very interesting is her own words belie her when she um, addressed the court. She very much was 
angry at what the conservatorship had done. She wanted it exposed. She wanted people to understand what the conservatorship did to control her. Yeah. And so it, I, to me, I just want to also remember that even the voice that we think is Britney Spears' voice might not, not be yeah. Britney Spears' voice. Um, Holly, what did you think? You know, similar, agree with both of your guys' points. Now, the reviews that we read yesterday from The Guardian and Variety did point out there was a tabloid aspect mm-hmm. to Britney versus Spears that wasn't apparent in the New York Times. Now, it's two different storytelling modalities uh, going on there. Mm-hmm. One is from a legitimate uh, journalistic institution. The other is from a documentary filmmaker mm-hmm. and, and a journalist. Mm-hmm. But there was a salaciousness about it. It was fascinating that they reached out to Sam Lutfi mm-hmm. and Anon, the uh, the photographer that she had a relationship Adnan with. Galib, yeah. Yeah, Adnan Galib. Having their point of view in this story definitely gave it a narrative thrust that made it salacious. And I, I was here for their perspective. However, it, I don't. I can see where Britney versus Britney Spears's team would want to get ahead of Britney versus Spears mm-hmm. because the conservatorship from what I can understand of it, was set up to block Britney Spears from contact from people like this. Right. Well, and in terms of the storytelling viewpoint of this particular documentary, I mean, the one thing is Jenny Ellisgu, the the Rolling Stone reporter, she is directly a part of the story. Right, 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 right. <laughs> which was a twist and a part of the journey, which helps explain, I think, why she and um, the filmmaker... Aaron Lee Carr. Yeah, why they, you know, inserted themselves in the story, Jenny specifically, because she's a part of that story. And I honestly would have been far more interested in hearing, like, I feel like they kind of tried to do too much. Mm -hmm. I also think they they suffered from, and this is just like my my reaction without knowing much um, of, of, uh, like, the actual inside details about how this came together and the timing of it. But it is almost like, this documentary, if presented before we heard Britney's own words from her own mouth and had previously mm-hmm. watched Framing Britney Spears, I think mm-hmm. if this documentary came out before all of that or right on the heels of Britney speaking, I think we would have had far more positive things to say about Agreed. it because mm-hmm. it was the first, it would have been. Because of the way that the previous documentary episodes frame the the approach, mm-hmm. it's it much more centers Brittany. And mm-hmm. so this seems like less so. But I think the reason it centers her less is because the filmmakers, unlike the investigative reporters, had a story that they wanted to tell. And the story was not solely about like Brittany herself. Right. Yeah. It was about all of the things that you know, all the moving parts in a way. Mm-hmm. But I think that that also, so like you have this very specific part of the storytelling, which I think is ideal for a documentary, which is Jenny's like being a part of this. And for the people who didn't watch it, basically she finds herself in a hotel bathroom with a legal document that Brittany surreptitiously goes in to sign to try early in the development, I think just a year into the conservatorship. Right to try to get a new lawyer which ends up failing miserably mm-hmm. but she offers to she which i had so many questions about it. i'm like i wish you would have focused on this story more because to me i'm like you just kind of brushed over the idea that you're a journalist who shouldn't be getting involved in the story and you decided to cross that line and that's not a small thing and i feel like that that should have been the perspective of 
that should have been the nut of the documentary. That should have taken up more space. Yeah, I think they definitely should have spent more time on that. And I think that um, in drawing in all these other people, there's just too much. And it, then it just becomes sort of a retelling of the things that largely we already know. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, it was nice to because you sort of had this like, gr- you know, girl power, like two you know women who are trying to like take down the patriarchy by telling this horrible story about one thing um, or one part of this institution that's like, you know, harming a very powerful woman. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is something they could have leaned into a little bit more. But you had like the Sam Lutfi thing. They never kind of play out the reasons why we shouldn't probably um, invest a lot of time or effort into the things that he's saying. Right. So, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm just saying the same things over and over. I would just add, I had a moment at the very end, you know, when they, they did get that huge dump of uh, legal documents from an anonymous yeah. uh, source. It occurred to me while watching it, and I'm saying nothing. I just am saying it occurred to me while I was watching it. What if it was Britney that, oh, yeah. that had That's released a, all of those? Totally, like, I think... I think that's a totally possible thing, right? right? Like she had, this woman has a connection with Britney Spears or has had a connection with her Mm -hmm. in the past. It would not be beyond the realm of possibility. I also do think though, because of the way that people have sort of taken the story of Britney Spears and like the, the free Britney movement in particular, which is like this, we, we have to worship and honor and support Britney Spears at all costs that sometimes makes things like this, this particular ver- this docu- uh, docu- documentary, this version of the story, seem harsher and less less um, healthy for Brittany, if that makes any sense. Sure. Which I don't know that that's helpful, because I think in order for us to be objective, we have to remember that Brittany Spears, I think about this a lot because of the podcast You're Wrong About, mm-hmm. where they're constantly, like, they did a whole podcast on... They went did a deep dive into Princess Diana. In the telling of the story of Princess Diana, they were at pains to say Princess Diana was not a perfect human who was wronged by a bunch of evil people. Right. She was a flawed person who got caught up and was mistreated by some people. The same is true of Brittany, I think. Like, I, I don't think Brittany is perfect and, like, she's literally behind a gate and we just need to open the gate and once she's out she'll be free and everything will be fine mm-hmm. i think that's too easy a reading of the story and so i just feel like this documentary kind of got caught in the f- another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply fact that there's this huge tsunami and wave of public support rightly so i I get it but but that's like a thing now because of social media that really 
impacts, I think, the way we appreciate stories like this. Yeah, for better or for worse. Um, We will talk a little bit later about what to expect in the hearing that actually is happening today. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. The one and only Elizabeth Reese has arrived with all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a Dirt Alert. Hey, Elizabeth. Well, hello, friends. Hello. Hello. Listen, it might be a great day to walk around without your shirt because it's really hey. pleasant oh. and it's Colleen's warm outside. Yeah, Colleen. Shirtless during the show. Happy Wednesday. Mm-hmm. That could be it's your new bit. Wednesday is Booby. actually what we call it. <laughs> Well, Khloe Kardashian uh, created a commercial for her Good American Jeans line, which is, by the way, very good jeans. I have a couple of pairs. You know, oh. I cannot pull the trigger on this, oh, but Colleen, you keep pull tell- the trigger. I know, you keep talking no, about them. Do it. I get all of the coupon codes. I just can never, I can't pull the trigger. I know I they're know. expensive, but just get one great pair okay. that you love. I. I, I when you do this, you're going to call me and know, you're going to be like, you were right. You're very much looking forward to this. Thank you. It's going to be a great day. <laughs> Can't wait. I love knowing that you were right. are coming. <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, Chloe Kardashian did this Good American TV commercial, but less than 24 hours after Good American put out its Find the One campaign on social media, the brand confirmed that TV networks rejected the ad for being too racy because she's topless. She's just wearing the jeans. And they're saying that she's not properly clothed. Oh, I'm finding this quite sake. surprising considering like the Victoria's Secret fashion show mm-hmm. and the Bachelor air. And now granted they're airing in the evening and there are different rules for the evenings versus the daytime. So maybe it's more of like an after dark television commercial. Oh, sure. Also, if you see commercials, like if you see movie trailers and like true crime television promotional materials it's all very I adult would also just like to submit that um i see i see uh commercials with shirtless men 24 hours a day i know true not a problem you're right it's not okay. it's not really like super i mean the other thing is these jeans are like very high-waisted yeah and then it's i don't know to me i wouldn't look at this and be like this is indecent by any stretch of the Mm-mm. imagination. But listen, maybe they're feeling great about it because they're getting tons of publicity about this today that they're not having to pay for at all. Great. They're not paying for any of the TV ad spots. More jeans. The jeans yeah. are good. I mean, sometimes you got to push envelopes. They're to really sell good. in envelopes. They mm-hmm. also have um all they have a really uh inclusive size range and they have a great stretch and they make your booty look good. Okay, I love, um, and Elizabeth Reese, I think it's important for you to say you are not being paid by Good American to no, say this. not at all. No, I paid full price for the denim. I'm, fine, I'll pull, I'll pull But if trigger. I could find a coupon code, I totally would. Oh, yeah, oh, here, I'll help you. I do have two pairs, and okay. I think that I have a gray pair and a denim, like a blue denim pair. Okay. And I feel good about that, okay. and I would like to add a black pair to my... Do you my... have a darker wash, or what's the wash that my, you It's have a pretty medium, okay. medium to dark wash. Good to know. Very good. Now I'm on the site. Angelina Jolie lighting up when talking about the weekend. Uh, Here's what sources are telling us weekly that he's pouring on the charm. Hmm. Both Angie and Abel are telling people that they're just friends, but those who know them think something romantic is going on. This source says friends believe things could turn romantic between the weekend and Angelina Jolie. Okay, so that to me says there's nothing romantic yet, but they know that everybody's talking about it, and so they'll continue to try to... This insider says she's definitely warming toward Abel. She probably only calls him Abel. He's been pouring on the charm and going out of his way to impress oh her. 
Okay, this is awkward. I feel I love stories like this because I'm just like, I want to be there when somebody's taking notes. I know, me too. And just deciding what they're going to say. Yeah, like, um, I know. You know, I'm really warming to this character. (laughs) Okay. Gloria Estefan is talking about the Father of the Bride remake. This is a great deal. And it's very cute. She had one rule. Her husband, Emilio, was not allowed on the set because she she has to kiss Andy Garcia. He plays her on-screen husband. And so she said that she did not want her real-life husband Aww. seeing her kissing another man. Which you always wonder, like, how do celebrity right. couples handle that? Right. And that's their um, sweet little boundary, and I think it's great. Plus, I love that's Gloria Estefan. Me too. Me too. She's amazing. The rhythm is going to get you. Oh, yes. Can't do any wrong mm. in that department. Elizabeth Reese, thank you for that dirt alert. And thank you for the great plug for great Amer- or Good American Jeans. <laughs> Let me know when you buy them. I will. Trust me. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are solving pop culture mysteries in the form of blind items after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, we've got some pop culture mysteries to solve right here on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. That's my name. And uh, we like to solve those pop culture mysteries in the form of blind items. Holly brings them to us and we try to solve them in this little segment. We call it Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Serving up the gossip hot and fresh. Here we go. Here's our first mystery today. Mm. It's not just audio recordings of the singer in quotation marks that were made. Unlike the audio, she knew about most of the video. One of the cameras in her gym was the reason she tried to burn it down. Ooh, interesting. That's a good story. I like that. Tell me more. I do, too. I do, too. So it's not just audio recordings of Britney Spears that were made. Because unlike the audio, Britney knew about most of the video recordings. One of the cameras in Britney Spears' gym was the reason she tried to burn it down. You know, I just feel so uncomfortable with that not with the fact that she tried to burn the gym down no but she was being recorded yes i feel very uncomfortable with that i mean is that not sort of your constant fear in life well you know what i always say well it shouldn't be a fear because you think you're always being recorded so you should be fine with it at this point i feel like right but i just but not in my private home yeah you know when you're picking your nose or taking a Mm -hmm. bathroom break Mm -hmm. thank you or just in general, I mean, anything, anything that you do at home. I, you know, I felt this way before the modern um, invention of cameras because. Were you alive then? Yeah, no, I mean, you know what I mean. The On like, your phone? Well, and just like the little ones that you can hide places. Oh, sure. Uh, because I would think like, because you know when you're a kid and they're like, grandma, grandpa are up in heaven looking down at you. Uh. And I, I would be like, this is awkward. I don't want them to be looking at me right now. Yeah. Or ghosts. Like, oh, people try to convince me that there's ghosts. And like, I'm like, if there are ghosts, that means they're watching you when you're doing the stuff. When I was, um, ghosts a, can be horny too. When I was, I a, don't want that. When I was a preteen, I thought the like people's eyes in pictures were looking at me, yeah. like family pictures. Yeah, they probably were. So my parents would come home after I'd been home alone and they would be like, why are all of the pictures down? I couldn't stand eyeballs and pictures looking at me. Mm. So I would put all the pictures face down. Well, now it's just cameras. I know now. Now you're always on camera. There was this little weird, like electronic device thing that was in our, our stateroom on our cruise ship. And I lit it and it was right over the bed. And I didn't, I don't know what it was. I'm sure it was like some sensor for lights or something. I don't know. Or it was one of the people just watching us. I mean, you know. 
Good luck to you. It's fine. But to your point, like... <gasps> I used to hate going to changing rooms because I thought that there was for sure well, somebody yeah, on the other side. Well, yeah, they always had And they like, would tell you that, too. They'd Barb be like, you just are... just there un- munching yes. popcorn, looking at you Watching your, your Grundies. Grundies. Yeah. No, thanks. Like, wow, she actually wore those out of the house? Anyway, our apologies, our apologies to Britney Spears. Yes, no, that's... Well, okay, let's be clear about Britney Spears being videotaped. If that happens, somebody's going to jail. Yes. Or should. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, we went on a long journey with that we one, sure did. It, there was a long journey to take. Morning ghosts, mm-hmm. surveillance state, cruising... Changing All rooms. All the good things. Uh-huh. Barb, Barb looking at you in your Grundies, eating her popcorn. Hey, look at this guy over here. He's got holes in his pants. Here's another blind item from the Emmys. This is now confirmed. Mm. This foreign-born A-plus slash A-list actress who is closing in on an EGOT thought the entirety of the ceremony was going to be outside. Instead, it was in a tent, and it made it much harder for her to get up and go vape. So she spent a good 30 minutes after the ceremony just smoking. She then said she had to knock herself out for long flights with some type of pill because of her love of smoking. Hmm. Interesting. Well, it proves that uh, in Hollywood, nothing is real and everyone smokes. Um, So it's an EGOT Foreign born. Close to EGOT. Okay. can Can you tell us what they don't have? I'm, I'm gonna guess a Tony. I don't think that this person has a Tony. Okay. Let me see. Okay. Yes, only needs a Tony because apparently this person has a Grammy. Okay. And is the person Canadian? Uh no. No. Is the person British? Yes. Who? I'm I always go to Olivia Coleman, but I know it's not her. Is it like a Helen Mirren experience? No. Maggie Smith? No. Is she there? I don't know. Megs? I was I was on a boat, man. That's right. You didn't watch. This person won an Emmy at this year's Emmy Awards. Kate Winslet? Yeah. Oh. oh see. Wow. Mayor. Mayor. Yeah. She has a Grammy? Yes. She won for Spoken Word Album for Children back in 1999. Wow. It's called Listen to the Storyteller. So she only needs a Tony to be an EGOT. I feel like you shouldn't be able to get a Spoken Word Grammy. I feel like you, because like I feel like there should be a separate category. I know I'm going to get like hate mail from somebody and I because I haven't thought this all the way through. But I do just feel like... Go with it. But I do just feel like I want somebody who like busts out a song... Right. You want to reward people for the art of singing but into a microphone. I know that the the Grammy uh, Academy of Grammy mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. is going to email you like spoken word is just as legitimate as singing. So step off. Says, says a person <laughs> whose job is the spoken word. Yeah. But then would you, I would like a Grammy, too, uh-huh. by oh, yeah. the way. Thanks. Thank yes. But then would you have beef with somebody like. Randy Newman, who wrote music for TV and then won Emmys for that. No, no. So I take back my criticism. That was flawed. It wasn't flawed. It just no. wasn't all the way baked. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. No, I'm, I right. mean, I'm fine. It's fine. We'll take it out of it's the oven. Fine. It's fine. Let's it's do another. Wait, did we fill in the blank? Uh, no, but let's fill it in. So Kate Winslet thought that the Emmys were going to be outside. I also, they were I feel like you need to talk to somebody about 
that miscommunication. Yeah. So it was really hard for her to go up and vape. So Kate Winslet spent a good 30 minutes after the Emmys just smoking. And then she said she has to knock herself out when she's on long flights because she really needs a cigarette, but she can't have a cigarette. That that would be my mom. I mean, like Kate Winslet is my mom. Mm. Really? My mom is just, she like now, probably not so much, but like when she was younger, she would put a patch on Mm -hmm. when she had to do a long flight. Because mm-hmm. she couldn't smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, you can't real just deal. smoke for like two hours, man. If you're not a smoker, it's I think it's difficult to recognize how severe that is. How how that feels. Yeah. Put mm-hmm. on the patch, man. Yeah. Blinded by the item. Let's revisit a blind item gone wrong. We guessed it wrong. Whoa, that oh. never happens. Let's correct the record with this confirmed blind item. Also from the Emmys. This HGTV star was at a party and being a huge diva along with his actress girlfriend. He oh. acts like an A-plus list movie actor instead of the guy who won't really be remembered a decade from now. Okay, so we thought that that was uh, the guy who's dating Renee Zellweger. And Anstead. Yeah. Nope. Not him. Is it, um, <laughs> is it a property brother? Yes. Oh, that yeah. sounds about right. What's the one dating? Yeah, the Zoe actress? Deschanel. Yeah. 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 Oh, which property brother is it? Joe. John. Joe. Joe property. Joe mama. <laughs> Jonathan Scott. <laughs> you know uh, Joe. You know Joe property. Uh huh. Yeah. That actually that checks out. Go on. I so, thought it was going to be that lottery guy. Oh yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't know who the lottery oh, guy is. Oh, Holly, the lottery dream home guy. Tyler, is that his name? No, he's got all the tattoos. Yeah, and he always wears a lot of fur. Oh. Especially when he's in a cold area. Well, that's a look. <laughs> Let me contemplate. I'll fill in the blank for you. So Jonathan Scott, a property brother, apparently was acting like a huge diva along with his actor's girlfriend, Zoe Deschanel. So... Jonathan Scott acts like an a plus list movie star instead of somebody who's not going to be really remembered a decade from now. Uh, I mean, ugh. David Bromstead. That's his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All Fur right. Lottery guy. Yeah. He like well, lottery he, man. He used to have a show mm-hmm. and I don't remember what the name of his show was, but he was a fixture uh-huh, on HGTV. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. And then he sort of, went on to do this he did he did he did the design star challenge whatever that show was he was one of the people on that show for sure lottery my lottery dream home Mm -hmm. and like so people will win like a million dollars holly and then he will take them to find their dream home but some of sometimes (laughs) the homes are not they're not dreams it's interesting because sometimes these people it's actually interesting because you know or you learn Mm -hmm. That some people are actually very careful with their winnings. So they'll just buy, like, you know, a normal $150,000 home. Yeah. And you're like, but you'd won what? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Keeping it modest. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing. Let's do another one. All right. Okay. Just one more. Just one. Blinded by the item. Just one, one little, little blind item. This A-list reality family is in talks to buy a majority stake in the company of this A-list actress slash Oscar stealer. <gasps> Somebody's going to buy Goop. Is the Kardashians? The Kardashians? No! Oh. 
That's a lie. Okay. Well, NT Lawyer says in this blind item that the Kardashian family is in talks to buy a majority stake of Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop. Now, hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Perhaps it might be Here's the probable. Here's where I'm going to connect the dot. Okay. Yeah. Please this do the work. This is the story that I'm playing out in my head. Like uh-huh. it. That it would be Goop. Goop has this thing called Juice Beauty. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, she used to be the like spokesmodel lady. Yeah, and I think she was an investor. So what tells me what I'm thinking is that they're looking for something for Kourtney Kardashian. Yeah, and, and Poosh is not is not doing oh. what it could do. So it could be Goop Poosh. No, it's mm-hmm. Poop. Poosh. Oh, it's Poop. Yeah. It's Poop. Poosh. Goop. Yeah. Poop. Poop. Yeah. It's appropriate. Mm-hmm. It's what big pile of. Sells itself. Poop. Oh, thank you for that, Holly. Thank I, you for those blind items. I do think that that had some legs, Holly. I also think there's probably some connections between, because I don't think they do much of anything other than like Chris Jenner negotiates all of these moving parts and gets cut. And then the family gets something in return, right? So but all the same people do the be, work. They're not going to be running goop, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see wherein you know, their relationships with somebody like Cody Cosmetics mm-hmm. could, you know, connect with goop. Also, the manufacturers behind Skims and Good American Jeans. Mm-hmm. It's this fashion couple. And I can't remember. Rob's pop line. Oh, and his hot and socks. socks. Oh, and his socks. Oh, honey. Socks. <laughs> That's right. So there's probably something to it in as much as the people who actually run Skims and Good American can totally see them doing business with Gwyneth Paltrow. Before I forget, we need to be paying attention to the masked singer because remember that we think that there might be a Kardashian on that. We mm. think it's Rob. Oh, I just did need we talk to about that? stay on top of that. We did talk about that super briefly on the air. Okay. Just, you know. Poor Rob. Reminder. Poor when we Rob. come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've gotten yet another clue for Project Down and Dirty. Ooh, what's it gonna be? We'll tell you what the clue is and we'll uh, uh, commence speculation. By the way, feel free if you've already heard the clue and you've got speculations, give us a call. 651-641-1071. We will take your guesses after this on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And um, this is that week where um, they start giving us little clues about what may be awaiting us mm. uh, for this year's project down and dirty. This year's reality show on the radio where we do something a little outside of our com- comfort zone. And then we raise money for charity. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gotten three clues now. Yeah. 
And I am farther away from thinking it's anything than I ever have been. Yeah, you were sold on this like Shakespeare in the park experience. Yeah, but that went sailing yesterday. So the first day it was outdoors. I thought Shakespeare in the park. I don't know. That's what came first. It's not the worst idea. No. No, but it would be a lot of memorization. Then the second clue was scoop. And I was like, well, then it's not Shakespeare in the park. But then we thought maybe it's like something like with construction or I just something. We were be scoop an animal poop. Or poop, right? And then today, clue number three is pumpkin. Why? I know. Thank Why? you, Julia. Why? Outdoors, scoop, and pumpkin. What? Um, you know, I think the obvious one is like, we're going to be doing an outdoor harvest festival where we dance around a pole and uh, bake apples in the fire. I don't know. <laughs> like, that's the thing that came to mind. But that seems a little too obvious. It's so obvious. It's so obvious. I don't think they would be that obvious because usually here's the thing, kids. After they announce it, you look back on the clues and you're like, that, what? That? No, mm-hmm. that didn't. No. Mm-hmm. So I just have very zero little confidence yeah. that we can get it just from the clues. Anything. But if I had to put money on it based on these clues, I think pumpkin indicates pumpkin outside and scooping indicates some sort of fall activity. Or like some sort of But it can't farmery. be Halloween. Because, no, because it's after Halloween. Although I will say like haunted hay rides and things. Um, typically go through the weekend after Halloween. Yeah, but I just don't feel like we would do that. You know what I mean? I don't feel like that would just feel like, uh, I don't know. Let's focus on the other things that we know we know that aren't in the clues. Such as? Such as um, yesterday, both on our show and on Lori and Julia, we've heard the promos. Our boss, B. Arthur, a.k.a. Amy, told us, who would love it and who wouldn't love it. So we know that we would love it and that uh, Jason is not going to love it. Yeah, Julia did a really... She got uh, Ms. Daniels, as I like to call her, because she's my boss. You like to give her a lot of respect. Um, Ms. Daniels went through a list, what Julia's prompting, of who would like it. Julia seemed to think it was performance-based, and yeah. as such, went through the list of all of our hosts of who would like and wouldn't like, and Ms. Daniels did a good job acknowledging her, mm-hmm. uh, uh, her quick take on that in... in why are words hard? I don't know. It's vacation. Because it's mouth. Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday post vacation mouth. I think that she. So she went through the list and she was like, Donna will hate it. Mm-hmm. Jason will love hate it. Lori and Julia, Lori and Julia will, hate, will it. hate it. Dawn will love it. You and I and Holly will love it. And so Julia was like, well, it's got to be performance based then because that's, you know, that that tracks. So then if it is performance based, what are we going to be performing with pumpkins? Outdoors. And scooping? Scoop. Maybe we're doing like a um like a kitchen gadget demonstration mm. where we're I, scooping sure. pumpkins. In honor of the late Ron Popeil. Yes, yes. it's like a Ron Popeil. We're tribute. doing infomercials. <laughs> Outdoors. I, what if pumpkin <laughs> isn't the actual gourd? What if it's like a nickname? Sure. Honey right? Boo-boo? Yes. But truly, what if what if we're or what pumpkin. if it has something to do with the color of a pumpkin yeah. or or pumpkin pie? Right. 
Oh, oh, yeah. I want to scoop some pumpkin pie in preparation for mouth. Thanksgiving. That's the other thing is we're between Halloween and Thanksgiving, so it could be Thanksgiving related. But the only Thanksgiving related thing that happens is Thanksgiving dinner. But like, who's having Thanksgiving dinner the first week of? I don't know, but I was thinking, what if we are having a Thanksgiving dinner and we're scooping? Well, that wouldn't something. be performance based. I mean, we could turn it into a performance. Which then on Thanksgiving, Bradley, you had the suggestion off air that perhaps it had to do with turkeys because Minnesota has a lot of turkey farms. Oh, like we're going to be turkey farming? Yeah. But what are pumpkins? But pumpkins. Maybe they eat the pumpkins. Maybe and what, there's what a are we turkey scooping? named pumpkin. They're doo-doo. Maybe there is something named pumpkin. That's the other thing. What if the pumpkin, again, I think the pumpkin was meant to throw us off. Oh, sure. What if the pumpkin is the name of, of like a horse something. or something? Exactly. We did get this email. <laughs> we got this email from Jeff who said a pumpkin carving competition. What if mm. we're doing um, horse <laughs> showing like dressage? Dressage? But Lori would love that. Mm-hmm. Lori would love dressage. I say that because you get the pooping scooping. Mm-hmm. You get the horse named pumpkin. pumpkin. Right. It's outside. It's performance because, you know, you're performing with the horse. Dressage. I, again, I feel I like Lori would love it. Um, here's the thing. We won't know until tomorrow, but, but we we'll all find tomorrow. out at the same time. Yum. My next question for you is this. What are you going to be for Halloween? What's popping in the, in the costume world? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. 641 After this on My Talk 1071.